Welcome back to Coco Caught Reading. This is Coco, your literary homegirl. And today, this the today's episode is called What You're Reading. And it's just a three quarters of the year freak out, checking in with my reading goals, um, plans for the podcast, and what to look forward to. Because, um, of course, this time, 2020, has given me a lot of time to think and a lot of time to figure out, like, the things that make me happy. And Cocoa Caught reading, reading, of course, makes me happy because it allows me to share such an important aspect of me. I don't read for a job. I, I, I do read for school, but, you know, it's totally different. I'm not like a librarian. I go... <laughs> I'm in graduate school for human resources so like um reading is a stress reliever it's I am one of those people that learn from everything so I learn a lot from reading even nonfiction. and I'll go into the most recent book I read that I really has helped me to unveil things about myself recently and why it is important for me to continue with this passion project or this play project, which is the podcast. So sit back, relax, grab some tea or some wine, and we're going to talk about books. I'm not even gonna lie I am freaking out about my book goals (laughs) this year the goal like the I had to go back and listen to uh, my January reading 2020 reading goals we all know that 2020 has been a cluster fudge and it's been my reading goals and the ability to read has been affected I feel like for the most part in general around in all the developed countries because we're not really hearing if coronavirus is getting into undeveloped or um, you know the less developed countries are not as affected as the countries that are more developed more populated and I think that's by design <laughs> but we're not really uh, I think anybody that's in like a function a developing area in a, a developed area not developing a developed area uh, we generally are having like a collective functional depression um, I'm not one of those people who I, I I'm haven't I have been affected by coronavirus but I also haven't been affected by coronavirus in a way um far as professionally I was let go from my job you know of course they wanted to find a back alleyway to let me go instead of saying hey we're not our salespeople can't go out so we don't need people to service these accounts and we're gonna let you go they didn't do that they found some like really minuscule reason to be like hey we gotta let you go and I was like cool I really didn't like that job and it really wasn't in line with my goals in the first place but when I tell you I got let go at four at 4 30 I got a call from my current job and my current job may be a temp job and it may be part-time but it is right in line with my goals and so I've been kind of working that job 
Um, it's been pretty good. Um, I get the opportunity to sit at my desk. Like if I'm not actively working with someone or in a meeting, I'm able to do a lot of things on my own, like a lot of recruiting, going, reading resumes, and I'm able to like put on an audio book or some music and, you know, be alone. Like I, I I love that. Like, I love talking to people in a kind of way. Like, I like helping people and onboarding people. Um, I work in HR, so, and I do daily HR functions, tend to be, you know, training people, um, onboarding people, like, you know, getting them into the system and things like that. So, that's like uh, a key part of my job. But the other part is the recruiting part, where I'm just reading resumes. And it can get very frustrating reading people's resumes. But if I'm listening to, like, um, what's the brother from another planet? Um, or even Robin. It's even scratch that. Let's talk about, like, Robin Miles or uh, Bonnie Turpin, you know, read a really great book. That can make that alone time of me reading resumes and filtering resumes into different you know folders and things like that and you know making a list of who is who is acceptable who is not it makes that process so much easier and better which I really enjoy those moments like I really enjoy those moments but I'm freaking out a little bit because my book goal for this year normally it's 50 I wanted to push myself and make it 52 I typically make my reading goals every single year or surpass them depending on what I'm reading because I went through like two years ago I read a whole bunch of manga and it was great reading all that manga and comics actually pushed me way over my book goal and that was exciting um but this year it is October (laughs) it's October and I have only read 21 books um one of the books is really technically 22 and that 22nd book I have read over and over and over again like I read the book it takes me like two nights two or three nights to read this book and I've been reading it over and over again just because the place I've been I've been in and that's uh Love Poems by Nikki Giovanni if you follow me on Instagram, I've posted this book like three times in the past month. And that's because I've read it three or four times, at least in the last, you know, couple months. And it's really been a really good book for me because like right now I feel like my heart chakra is like really open. It's like my whole entire body. And unfortunately, in romantic way or in love way, I haven't had that external I'm super single (laughs) I haven't had that external um satisfaction of you know of uh appeasing to my heart chakra but that's you know I'm I'm cool I'm comfortable comfortable with that um I know one day my prince will come that's my favorite Disney song okay um (laughs) but I'm I'm freaking out a little bit but the books that I've read like have been really good books um, ever since I, uh, I had to take a break from school, 2020, which is, has been one of those years, I've lost two close cousins and I lost my last living grandparent and she's no longer living now and which caused me to have to drive from Maryland to Ohio to Texas. 
yeah that's 30 hours one way if you can if you count all the hours of six six hours from where i live to ohio with my family and then 24 hours from um from ohio to texas so i didn't get to do a, a lot of reading on that it was mostly you know uh driving or you know you know caring for my my nieces me and my niece me and my niece had a really good time like I made her Erica Badu fan <laughs> on that trip which was cool too um but it has been like a, a quite a bit of, of a challenge I, I just recently released uh, my February um podcast so like when this podcast gets Publish it will be maybe an hour or two after I have already published um, my sci- black sci-fi alternative black alternative culture episode so you know it's just this 2020 has just been a year like we have I feel like we're all functionally depressed like we all going through the motions I go to work three days a week four days and then um on Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm just like gearing up for the next day it's like a rest and recovery day you know uh I'm I'm grateful for having a job because I have to one of the emotionally draining parts of my job is we may have one position open but we're going to have like 100 candidates and we're going to like interview 15 or 20 of those 100 candidates and we can only give one person a job and I've seen I have been seeing people like really needing a job um, because I'm I have a higher um I had a higher salary when I was let go from my job my unemployment when I get it <laughs> when I get it most of the time I make more money with my part-time than I will make with my unemployment so I, I don't get that but if I you know uh, when I went to Texas I got it it's like I get a sum that is greater than most people and I understand that I respect that and I couldn't imagine raising a family if I made like 16 or 17 dollars an hour and then I'm unemployed so that means my unemployment check maybe 250 dollars a week I could not imagine taking care of a family and there's definitely people in that situation so I'm definitely grateful if you are working even if you're working at home if you're working during this pandemic you be grateful be absolutely grateful but you know that collective um depression that we have and you know we're getting like this has been a year like I can't wait to read a history book 20 years from now or to you know for us to tell our kids like you know uh, I survived the pandemic of 2020 I survived 2020 like I really need a shirt that that says that on New Year's Eve you're gonna find me probably somewhere foreign (laughs) and I'm gonna have a a shirt on that says I survived 2020 yeah because it's been a trying year now far as reading I have been I've been overall pretty content with the books I've read um I read I think 
I left off with, I think, I don't, I think I was, uh, when, um, see, when the January episode, I think I left off with like vibrate higher daily. I don't know if I even talked about, it. I think I was still on American Gods cause that was a, a long book. American Gods is a great book, but it's definitely a long book. So I think around, I could probably check that too. So shout out to Goodreads for having the dope platform that I'm able to keep track of my books digitally. Cause like I have, I've switched to one. I read um, Little Black Book of Success like a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. It has made me um, actually keep one notebook for everything one notebook for all the notes I would take in my life and allow me to write things as they come so shout out to that book if you are a black professional woman and you have black and you have corporate aspirations that is a good book for you I recently recommended it to a few people a few ladies in one of my book clubs and they're like oh oh my god because I told them what I do and how I organize my thoughts because I do have ADD and I can jump subjects really easy if I don't have something in front of me to like dump uh, the thoughts that are you know interfering so this year I have read 21 of my 52 book goals and right now, if I have to read like two and a half books a week in order to get satisfied those book goals, I am going to do it. <laughs> and I have a plan. Um, and I'm not going to do, I'm not going to cheat and just do a whole bunch of uh, manga or comics. I've done that before or uh, novellas. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to read the books that I like and I'm really have a really good book list for the rest of the year um so far I think the last episode I did talk about Sula and the fact that I was reading American Gods and American Gods is a long book it is an amazing book like Neil Gaiman is one of those authors of our times you know American Gods was a really good book I also read um, Vibrate Higher Daily by Layla. I can't even see what her name is here. I didn't like this book. I did not. It's by Layla Delia. And I see her on Instagram on like Queen Afua and other, you know, um, you know, uh, Instagrams. And I'm just like, or I see people like, tout this book this is consciousness 101 basic and it's like it doesn't teach you like I think that's what I posted in my um if you want to read a full description of I did do a full uh, review of this I I gave it three stars and that was to be generous and it's like absolute bare minimum to wokeness (laughs) I I hope that she's able to like I would want if I give you like three stars or two stars I'm not a hater I'm an honest like honest reader honest person so I will hope that um, authors look at those lower ratings and see that it's not really you know it's not really a uh, 
an offense. I'm not trying to be offensive or anything like that. I just felt like it was very elementary and I didn't really care for it. Um, I was being generous with three stars. Really, I really, really was. Um, I also read Water Dancer, which by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Unfortunately, I didn't like that book either. It was... <laughs> it had no organization no rhythm it was just like okay and I and I came to a point where I just had to like push through it and I end up getting the audio which had Joe Morton as the you know out of uh, as the um narrator and he saved the book for me if I didn't get that audio book because I think I do have the I think I bought the book and it may be on my bookshelf, but and it, it was one of those books I'll never read. Like, I would never read that book. I would never read Water Dancer again. It doesn't make me want to go back to it. Um, if it wasn't for Joe Morton on, like, Double Time, I would have never finished that book ever. I did read, also read Becoming by Michelle Obama. And I'm not a political person. I'm not into p- political life. I really don't care. I, I, I don't gonna say it like that but that's kind of how I feel I don't know how else to say it. like I don't care um about politics so Michelle Obama book was not on my list I didn't watch the Netflix um it was a book club it was I think it was like mocha girls read um book club choice for like February or something like that and I ended up reading it and I really enjoyed it I really liked hearing her story um I, I felt like she did a good job with culminating everything. It was it was an interesting read, and I got a more of an insight of her as a person. And just because she was a like a um, she's a public figure, I wouldn't gravitate to reading it. If it wasn't a book club book, I wouldn't wouldn't have read it. And now that I read it, it was good. <laughs> Let me tell you, the the next book I read was The Deep by River Solomon. Look. If you need a good read, it's not even a long book. I, I think I read it in a, a sitting, and then I end up listening to their audio. And the audio book was like, that took me like two or three, two or three days to finish the audio book. And I just listened to it on the way. It was it's like four hours audio book. So I, my commute is one hour away. And where I live at in Mar- in Maryland. Everything was an hour away, so I listened to it to it from work for two or three days, and it was finished. That was an amazing book. I would say that's one of the top books I've read this year. It's The Deep by River Solomon. It is kind of confusing because it it is gender fluid. So uh, uh, gender fluid and um, yeah, it's gender fluid. So I really like that book. Another book that surprised me. And this was written, um, this was for a book club as well, is the now defunct Alabama A&M University Alumni Book Club. It came to the point, it was just myself and a moderator <laughs> in a book book club. But there was a really good book called There There by Tommy Orange. I have never read Native American fiction before. Um it was besides the mythologies. I grew up reading and being taught taught um, Iroquois, Blackfoot, Indian um, mythology stories um, by my grandfather. So 
that was like to read fiction was really good and there there is really good I love the way that Tommy writes like I got it you know like when you get I was there I was at the powwow and the powwow was a modern powwow it's not like it's a TP outside and a dust no this was like pretty much how we have conventions now and it shows like you know native culture now you know in this time and oh that was a really good book it talked about um the uh people who settled on I think it's Attica I don't I gotta I gotta check my notes but that was a really good book um I had some books that I had read for school um again I'm a HR management graduate student and so we had to read like crucial conversations and a care principle oh man I I love being a part of HR but I hate corporate America I'm sorry I do and I just want to be me and help people (laughs) so that's kind of kooky um oh I read Lovecraft Country and by Matt Ruff if you watch the show you don't really have to watch and read the books but me I knew was coming out and I read it so far in advance and I I was like holding on to it and I could it made me excited for the the show um, a lot of the things in the show are very parallel or in alignment with Lovecraft Country and I actually want to do a dedicated um do a dedicated episode to Lovecraft Country because that is a lot to break down in the book period like I can gush over that and that goes with my plans for the podcast um I read Hood Feminism by Nikki Kendall as I a personal thing for me is that and I know intersectionality is a new term but in her feminism is pretty much intersectionality and it's a it's a few problems I had with this book um as a woman as a black woman more specifically and I really didn't like this book I wouldn't say she's a bad writer it's just the con it was the absolutely the content the content the direction um I am I'm not a feminist and I can't I don't believe black women should be feminists <laughs> and if that's a problem I'm sorry and you leave this this uh podcast off that okay I mean we can have a deeper conversation and maybe that's one of the uh, that's one of the books I need to do a smaller episode on um, to break down that because I'm right now I'm really just going through the books I read this year and um, if there are books that you would like me to break down some more definitely let me know like send me a message I'm on Instagram at, at Nation of Coco um, you can find me there find me on um, Goodreads at Coco Lewis you can find me on Facebook as Empress Coco Adetokumbo. <laughs> I will leave that in the in the show details because I know I have uh, I have definitely adopted uh, my more Afro African centered name. Um, dropped my slave name of slave name of Lewis. So 
if you have more questions about that just let me know <laughs> i'm a very open honest transparent person so i don't mind answering those questions of why i did that um but as far as hood feminism i just i just it didn't it didn't grasp me i didn't i understand because it was a lot of understanding in there there's a lot of understanding um, a lot of, of explaining the black female condition um the whole like homegirl don't come from the hood so that's why i'm I, I don't like the term i don't like when people use the terms hood or the fact that they struggle for a little bit to um justify them being able to be hood is just it's appropriation and i'm not into it um the girl with the loudening voice that was a really good book and it was short i actually listened to it on audio um and I, I like books like this on audio because she uses and this is by Ibi Dyer I want to call I want to say it um she is a, a Nigerian author and I um I actually like this book at first I could not get to the point I cannot get the point of this book and then finally it was like oh okay and I was vested as soon as I got vested the book ended <laughs> but I would say if that is if you are looking for African writers and if you would because a lot of people you know we in a we in our woke diversity inclusion society right now like the collective hive mind is woke and diverse and inclusive and if you want to read more African writers I would suggest um, The Girl with the Louding Voice. Now that book came out this year and I'm not usually somebody that read books that come out like as soon as they come out but I had seen someone read the art copy the you know like a preview copy and it was like oh yeah I like this and I was like oh let me just on a whim I just requested it from the library because it, even though it wasn't available yet um it was you could request it so I went ahead and requested and I was like the first person to get it it was really dope yeah I like uh I want to call I want to say her name is Abby Dyer I really like this I'm looking forward to, to reading more from this from this author um I think I gave I gave the book four stars yeah I'm looking forward to reading more from her and I, yes, when she, uh, I have, I'm following her on um, Goodreads because it's like, she's like my, um, uh, Yasi and Yasi, homecoming. I'm not good with any names. I just want to let y'all know that it doesn't matter if the name is Neil, Leela, Rivers, Carrie. Abby, that I'm not good with names at all, like straight up. <laughs> um, another book I read um, by, I believe she is Nigerian, but I don't believe that she, she doesn't write, she doesn't write African stories. And that is Helen Ayayemi. Um, this is actually the second book I read from her. And that is gingerbread. Yeah, she's Nigerian, but I believe her uh, nationality is Nigerian. Um, 
This is the second book I read from her. The first book I read was uh, Boy Snowbird. I never rate, rated that. If you, I, I, I marked it red, but I never, uh, I never like rated it. Like it was such a confusing. She reads very British. She is very British, you know. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to want to say that, like, just because you're a black writer doesn't mean you have to read or write black books. You know, you can just read. You can you write about what you are around. You write about the culture that you're in. So, yeah, um, Gingerbread was not my. It was kind of weird. Um, I, I don't think I even rated it because I was like, this is weird. Um, I don't recommend it at all. No hate to her. I gave it two stars. I'm looking at it. I gave it two stars. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. And then I think right after that, I end up reading, um, Sweet Angel by John Glatt. And that's about, um, I read this as a book club. And let me tell you, that is the worst book I read this year. If we had to discuss the top books I read this year and the worst books I read this year. Um, that would definitely be the worst book I read this year. Like period, without a reason of a doubt, everything. That was the worst book I read this year. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like The Deep would probably be the best book I read this year. And between that, that the between they're there and the deep are like probably the best books I read this year. Um, but let me tell you, Gingerbread was not my favorite. That worst books by Ray Hire Daily and probably Gingerbread and Sweet Angel are like the bottom three, like in that order. <laughs> Now, Sweet Angel is about uh, a mother who has a young a young girl. She was like 20, 25 when she had her son or 20-something. She was in her 20s when she had her son. And is actually the real, like, is a investigative journalist telling the story of Lacey Spears. Um, yeah, and when I tell you, I would have been better off just reading articles and watching YouTube videos about the story if I was interested. This book added nothing to the story, it added nothing to the narrative, added nothing to the paragraph, to the perspective. It was like reading news clippings. And because of that, John Glad is on my list of authors I would never read because it, that's how terrible the book is. I, even with he Helen Ayoyemi, I actually, I read Bird, Snow, whatever it's called. I can't remember right now. I, re I read uh, Gingerbread. I can't give him that. I can't give him that. He cannot earn back his, his place. Yeah. So after that, I needed fun. I needed to read something fun. And so I did end up reading the first um, comic book I read this year. And that is Adorn by Chi, volume one by Jackie uh, Aye. Um, I will try and link the Adorn by Chi in the, in the notes. 
because I really enjoy this. I really enjoy the series. I am going to read one, two, and I'm going to read two, three, and four about the end of this this month because I really enjoyed um, the volume one. So I am like really excited for that. Um, and yeah, that was a really good, it was like, it, it, it gets you. It's short, but it gets you like, okay, when we going to read to, I, I read that as like to decompress in our, in our book club. If you are interested in joining a book club that meets on a regular, reads on a regular, you can find Black Pool of Readers on Facebook and just like in the message you know answer their questions and then just put in like hey I heard about this book club on from Coco Cart Reading and we'll go ahead and let you in um but we, we we've been reading quite on a regular which has been really nice um the next book I read okay <laughs> this may be a book that I had to like break down um and this is Until We Reckon by um Danielle Surrett and until we reckon, when I say about a third into the book, I was ready to quit. I was like, okay, where is she, where, where is she going? Where is she going with this book? It's a nonfiction book and it's about um, pretty much being um, poor minority in the justice system and how, you know, we had... In, in the U.S., we have a culture of violence, and that culture of violence definitely trickles down and even escalates in poor neighborhoods, in uh, minority neighborhoods. That's just what it is. I mean, that's how this, this country goes. We are in this year, where I shouldn't say this year, but um, with our leadership being aggressive and intolerant, as a people, we tend to reflect our leadership and we have been aggressive and intolerant as as humans in United States. So that is definitely reflected in every aspect of our lives. And this book goes into talk about how we, ha- we can have a reformative justice because we know that the current justice system does not it doesn't reform, it doesn't restructure, it doesn't rehabilitate. We throw people away with other criminals and let them like have a whole combustive system and these people come out when they're able to come out and pretty much reoffend because of the conditions of the prison system and we know about the prison to pipeline, you know, um, system so yeah this this book ended up being a really good book um it's it's really like I wish I read this with a book club we were supposed to read this with a book club but everybody pretty much read it on their own and we never discussed it but until we reckon it's called the full titles until we reckon violence mass incarceration and the road to repair so The beginning of the book is very much filled with a lot of of the violence, of the mass incarceration, of like these traumatic experiences. And then the second half of the book is pretty much introducing reformative justice or restorative justice and through the program 
that the author has and it's very and it's local I mean it's kind of local it's not isn't out of like Baltimore I think so the program is kind of of of, of uh local to me and so I I want to read this book again but I also want to break it down and potentially like you know maybe do a mini episode on it again I keep on bringing up this term mini episodes and I really need to get to the <laughs> to the goals of the book of the uh of the new goals I should, should say podcast um the rest of the books here I read between September and like last week <laughs> and uh, one of those was Queen of Space by Co- by Queen Co Meadows like I like to diversify my reading um, I like to diversify my reading I don't I like to I'm a I'm a reader and researcher like by nature so like Qu- Queen of Space is all about hoodoo and it's like a basic hoodoo 101 it goes with some of the culture you know she talks about the culture she talks about like the basis of things and I really enjoyed Queen I just I really enjoyed Queen of Spades um hoodoo is a part of our culture as black people just as much as Christianity is even more such because things that we do um as traditions we don't realize that come from hoodoo I remember growing up, we all, like, growing up, we always had a straw broom. And I and when I got older, I was like, man, I never want a straw broom. Like, oh, the straws be everywhere. It's a whole reason why we have straw brooms. It's a whole meta, metaphysical, traditional reason why we use um, straw brooms. So now I've been on a hunt for get a straw broom. Isn't that crazy? Um, we read, I, in my book club, uh, Black Pooler Readers, we did uh, read, well, I reread Born a Crime, but um, everybody else pretty much freshly read it um, by Trevor Noah. I don't think you can read that book over time. Like, if one, don't read the book. Get the audiobook. <laughs> listen to the audiobook and you I have laughed so hard at the most inappropriate things in society because of Trevor Noah because that book is downright hilarious it's a reread for me I think it was my top book of 2018 so I was like I can't wait to have my ranking uh, my ranking for 2020 <laughs> it's gonna be a cluster fudge um, but yeah Born a Crime was really good it was super hilarious it broke up the book I that I finished after it but I had started before it and that was The Black Cabinet by Gio Watts Whew. talk about a long book let me go ahead and just give you all the details on this book um, the Black Cabinet is all about the African Americans, the pretty much the Black elite of during the Roosevelt age and even before. Um, whoever the author, she had to love um, Mary McCloud uh, Bethune. She had to because I'm just like, what? Like, why is this lady all over this book? You know, the mother, the mother. 
Um, this book is 560 pages. Okay, 560 pages of non-fiction. You know it was dry. It was dry. I read, so non-fiction books don't have to be boring. When people say that non-fiction books are boring, they're talking about these books. They're not talking about Until We Reckon um, that I read. They're not talking, you know, uh, they're not talking about Free State of Jones, which I read. And that, and Free State of Jones reads like, um, kind of like a periodical, like old school periodical where it says it like, yo, and uh, like a ledger almost like in, in, in 1776, John said this and John said that. But you know what? It was interesting. And it wasn't just the context. It was how the person wrote it out. Being a writer, you can write about nonfiction, but it has to be good. It has to be good. That Black Cabinet was, whoo, and it just, the, the Black bourgeois, the Black elites have never done the black community black you know black population here in the united states has never done a service ever ever period because when you are when your focus is is to be like white culture you abandon black culture and you act in a selfish egotistical manner and this book was all about that it was all about ego Every single part of it was all about ego. Don't tell me talk about, oh, they fight for it. No, they didn't. They fought for their own selves. And this book definitely illustrates that. If you read with edification and discernment. So, yeah, I gave that book two stars. Two stars. Um, I went, it's not at the bottom of the list of what I read so far this year, but it's right above, it's right above the bottom. I would still rank that over vibrate higher daily so if we had to put a ranking it would be the black cabinet vibrate higher daily um gingerbread and the sweet angel point blank yeah so uh, a book i kind of got the jump on it that's because it just came from the library quicker than um i expected that was such a fun age yeah and that was a really good book I um, am super happy that I read that book Um, it was a nice 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 um, it was a very nice break book after reading um, the black cabinet when I finally finished that I need I need something a little bit lighter something lighter something easier so yeah and that's the last book I completed I believe oh I completed I just recently read from scratch by Timbe uh, Locke so Timbe Locke I know her as my favorite TV show is Eureka and so she played Grace which was Joe Morton's wife and he uh he was like the mayor the you know he was the main character and she came in maybe season three or four as his wife Grace so I liked her from that I liked her um 
she wasn't I like how they wrote for her character um it's it's okay to be black in white spaces and still be yourself and that's what I appreciated about Grace's character and I reading her book and this book is about her husband meeting her husband who is Italian in Italy and uh their their relationship and then him unfortunately passing away from cancer and going through that process so she introduced a term to me that I had to highlight and I had to like meditate on it and I had to journal on it and it was guerrilla grieving so I read this book right after my grandmother passed and we as women especially black women have the tendency to Gorilla, have a gorilla grieving, gorilla depression, gorilla anxiety, meaning we look functional on the outside, but we are falling apart on the inside and we don't address it. For other demographics, we can show our weaknesses or pour our weaknesses into something else, but for black women, we typically have to be you know, that we have to be a certain way in the office, a different way at home, different way with our kids, different way with our friends, that we're not able to, to be vulnerable, <clears throat> to show vulnerability. And that is my biggest takeaway from that book. It was a beautiful love story. And I think right now, I'm in, like I said, my heart chakra is, is huge. It's shrinking a little bit over the experiences I've had in the last couple months but you know my I'm a Pisces so I wear my heart on my sleeve on my leg on my arm <laughs> my heart my body is filled with heart filled with my heart and it's right in tune with my heart and so I've been in like this love self-love like mood and that book was just a super really good um experience um far as love and you know experiencing someone else's love I was definitely experiencing it vicarious through her you know vicariously through her so it was a really beautiful experience that was a lot of books that I read um let's go ahead and talk about you know what I'm reading now and what's on my you know to read list what I'm reading now I want to finish Children of Virtue and Vengeance <laughs> I have been reading this book since it came out and I, th- I bought it like soon as it was available at Target I had 20% off so I bought the book when it first came out and I've been reading it bit by bit and it's not because it's not a interesting book it just because I get so vested in this book I get I I was the same way with uh children of blood and bone it because the Tommy Agademi the way she writes she sucks you in the story so I feel like I am at I am at the at the meeting with the elders and the other diviners <laughs> with Zaylee and like I'm there or I am um 
at the castle that I'm on. You know, like I am there. I'm in the story. I'm experiencing everything and I'm absorbing everything. Like uh, sometimes when I read books, I don't remember what I read. Not what I read, but what the book is about. Like once I get done reading it, I don't remember. I just don't remember. Uh, not with not with these books. So I just had a friend talk, uh, ask me about, you know, how I felt about the children of blood, blood and bone and the children of virtue and vengeance. And I was like, I'm half every month. I say I'm going to finish virtue and children of virtue and vengeance and don't finish it. But and it's not because it's not a good book. It's because I get engulfed in it and I read until my eyes are sore <laughs> or I am just super fatigued and I just sleep with the book. Like that happens. That happens with me. I don't know about you, but that happens with me. I sleep with my books because I'm usually reading them until I go to sleep. So I really want to fit. I have two weeks. I'm like halfway through the book and I want to go ahead and finish it. Um, that hopefully I do that soon. Um, another book I'm reading is Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. And that's because it's October, you know, it's a, it's supposed to be about ghosts and hauntings and stuff like that. But I am like halfway through the book and it's very vanilla. So we're going to see, like, I like the, the uh, main character, Noemi. Um, I like the, uh, younger brother, Francis, he even liked the older brother Virgil, but I'm ready for the scary stuff. Like last year at this time, I was reading Man from the Train and I could barely drive home by myself at night. So um, hopefully this book picks up. Um, other stuff I'm going to, I'm trying to read. Well, I'm in a book club and it's a slow read of a book that I started reading when it, when I first bought it and I picked it up several times since then but never got past like chapter three <laughs> and that is uh Own Your Glow by Latham Young so I've been we've been reading that as a book club doing chapter every week and it has been a great experience I have been learning so much about myself right now we're going through like the good girl conditioning and if y'all didn't know, I'm a good girl. Like a really good girl. Like an uncultural, anti-society good girl. Like, I, am, I, I may cuss and things like that, but I'm a good girl, unfortunately. And fortunately. So I'm, I'm reading that. And also, I have um, another book club. We're reading Asada by Asada Shakur. And Asada, Asada is one of my favorite people. In fact, when I went to Cuba, I would just like walk up to random people like, hey, um, can you tell me what Asada is? I promise I'm not trying to turn her in. I just actually want to have a conversation with her because I've read her book a couple times. You know, um, I, if I had to pick women in revolution, I'm more Asada than I am Angela Davis. I'm more Asada than I am um, all the all the, all the Black Lives Matter um, Black Black Lives Matter founders. <laughs> more revolutionary than them. I'm more Asada than Elaine Brown. You know, Asada 
and her writing and her loyalty, you know, I am, I can definitely unite and relate with that. So I, I like reading this book. I love reading this book. And this may be my third time reading Asada, but it's, it's just every single time, every single time I'm, in, I'm invested. I am also uh, trying to finish the, uh, I guess it's the comic book version or the illustrated version of Parable of the Sower. It's considered a graphic novel. I got it right here. Like I've been doing more physical books this year. So I got the physical version of Parable of the Sower. Um, which is this is a uh, the graphic novel version of the Octavia Butler novel. Uh, Octavia Butler, if you listen to my alternative black culture, black sci-fi episode, you know that Octavia E. Butler is my goddess, and she is everything to me. And I I want to read everything she ever wrote. I have read majority of what she wrote. And um, I'm, I am part of the, I haven't really been a participant in it because of just, just life. It takes a lot for me to be social uh, as far as energy wise. So I haven't uh, really been a participant of the slow read, but I have, um, I am like subscribed to the Octavia E. Butler slow, slow read that's out here in social media world they're mostly on twitter um i'm not on twitter i think twitter is a waste of time even though i'm into books into writing twitter bores me and i don't like try to keep up with people i can't i can't it's just one of those things i can't i'm not it's not gonna happen i've tried and it's not gonna happen um another book i have been trying to read is is a book about uh mama Fannie Lou Hamer uh, let me see if I can pull up that so this book is called Fannie Lou Hamer by Megan Parker Brooks yeah I haven't started it yet because I wanted to go ahead and finish some some things like um I want to be able to I finished from scratch and so now this is probably going to be like the next book I read um, after Mexican Gothic, um, <clears throat> is a Fannie Lou Hamer. It's a, is a library book. So Fannie Lou Hamer is like one of those people I look up to, but I want to get deeper into her life and my understanding of her. So that's why I want to like dedicate reading more books about Fannie. Um, you know, because she was just so raw like when I think of like I'm at the point in my life I know I want to I know I am a revolutionary and want to be more revolutionary than an activist and then a community organizer I want to be Fanny I want to be out here in the front row front um front lines being able to educate and uplift and empower my people without I don't want to bark at people you know I feel like so much of what it means to be an activist or what it means to be a community organizer is shaming black people and shaming humanity and shaming people where you don't have to be you can just tell the truth the truth will set you free and I want to be one of like Fanny used to just she didn't 
she wasn't going to argue with you. You know, she wasn't going to um, bark at you or shame you for what you did as a, as you know, we, a lot of, to me, a lot of uh, people who call themselves activists shame the community. Like, oh, y'all buy, y'all be buying shoes, but y'all don't buy property. Well, everybody's aspiration isn't to buy property. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to buy property in order to be pro-black. You don't have to own a business to be pro-black. So to me, as far as how I believe that you don't have to, you know, um, bark at people, I'm not a yeller. So I may, sometimes I may talk loud when I'm like excited, but I'm not a yeller. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to bark at you. Um, I feel individually as people, as humans, we should want to be complete, happy humans. And collectively, we should want to be complete, happy community. And that's regardless if you're in the Latinx community, the Black American community, the African diaspora, the, you know, white working class you know, you should want to be happy. And in this society, we need to, you know, utilize each other in order to reach that happiness quota. But I want to know more about Fanny. So I'm reading, I'm excited to read this book. Um, I started reading, but I didn't finish it. The Huey P. Newton Reader. And I love Revolutionary Suicide. That's one of my favorite books. And um, it has definitely, I read that book when I was, you know, quite younger and has pretty much been a building block to my overall conscious efforts, I guess you can say. So yeah, I'm not feeling the Huey P. Newton reader. In fact, I have stopped reading it twice, not even on purpose, just because I was like, oh, want to do something else. Um, yeah, it's not as prolific to me or as connecting. And it's kind of like repetitive if you read Revolutionary Suicide in certain parts. Um, so I just haven't. It's mostly about <laughs> his trial. And I, 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 don't, I don't need him to defend himself to me. Um, and I feel like that's what he was doing in the book. I didn't, I don't need him to defend himself to me. So, um, I actually, that's a, that's my first did not finish of 2020 is the Hugh Pennington Richter, which is interesting because, you know, he's Baba. And I think that's it far as books. I'm looking to read, uh, you know, hoping to read, like I said, I want, I want to go ahead and read the Adorned by Chi which is pretty much a black girl, um, a black girl, uh, superhero, uh, comic. So, I, that's what's on my list for this, for this month. I got two weeks. I can do it. You know, I love reading, like, especially auto, I'm reading Mexican Gothic on audio, which, yeah, again, if it, it's not too much, Spanish in there it's not like reading one of the Nigerian books like um the girl with the loud eating boys um children of virtue and vengeance children of blood and bone I'm trying to think what other Nigerian books I had uh I, I started uh my friend reading helping my friend read uh home going so, so um it's not like that either 
Um, I think that's it for this for this month. That's enough. Like when I see people on BookTube, quote unquote, and they have like, oh, this week I'm reading, and they have nine books. I'm like, gee, I work, run businesses, work and do my community work. There's no way I'm going to be able to read nine books in a week. Nah, 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 not at all. If I get one or two, I'm happy. And at this point, I need to read two and a half a week. So that is like my goal. Cross my fingers. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of this year. So that's what I'm reading and what I've read. And, you know, I'm going to go over here and talk about some book goals. And then I'm going to let y'all get on about your day. developing and I'm formatting and all of this stuff so I definitely like I said this is a play project um in the book uh on your glow we she talks about having play things that you do to play which is to use to unwind and you know deal with the complexities of life um this podcast like reading and um sewing and and doing my makeup and you know stuff like that are things I enjoy doing and doesn't necessarily have to be profit from so with this I haven't added any ads to it or anything like that to this podcast and that's because I want it to be just fun like can we just have something that that we chill like we have a glass drink some tea or some coffee or some wine or take a couple shots or eat your dinner or do your makeup to me talking about books like things that you may like as well you know especially since I I read a diversity of books like I I just mentioned young young adults uh non-fiction journal you know um crime books you know I read a plethora and of books and they're very diverse and so I think it's not too many people when I look at like book podcast when I listen to book pack podcasts or watch you know um YouTube videos about you know or book to they're usually people that are linear like they read young adult they read science fiction they read this they read that but like we are dynamic people (laughs) and and we should read books that can add to our lives even from you know um we should be able to learn from everything we consume you know um consumption is and exorbitant is more than just food as I had to tell somebody today about smut tv (laughs) So with this podcast, I because of the goals that I have, I want to uh, have monthly episodes that are scheduled um, and I'm working on developing that schedule so that uh, hopefully it's like on the maybe the 15th of every month, I'm dropping an episode regardless, you know. And I want those uh, those episodes, the monthly episodes to be very much surrounded about the topic. So I like um, that 
with when I um I learned I'm learning a lot from Aaron the um black introvert podcaster that was on episode one um of the season um I'm learning a lot about him and and help and he's helping me shape shape how I want this podcast to go um because I do want people to to listen I'm not really concerned about numbers because I since it's not a it's not a I'm not looking to get anything out of it really besides um stress relief I guess you know um that and sociability since I'm not I don't have those type of goals I don't have production goals or analytics I'm trying to hit um I can do whatever I want you know um but I do want to have some type of structure because you should schedule your playtime kudos to own your glow I need to be able to add a clap here <laughs> um kudos to own your glow with coming up with that scheduling your playtime so I do want to schedule and structure my playtime because I, I I enjoy this like I get happiness out of talking about books and talking to people about books and this is a platform for me to share you know with people that I probably would never have a conversation with and this may be of some interest to somebody about the books that I'm reading so with that um, in addition to the monthly um, podcast I want to do book bites so I mentioned doing dedicated um, episodes for uh, Lovecraft Country until we reckon what else I say um, the deep which was really good there there I means a lot of books I read a lot of books that I feel like are not on people's radars and they are really good books like I read that if you can recall I read the testament over 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 completely oh my gosh like the the uh popularity and the anticipation for that book for it to be what it was and it was like I was I was disappointed in the testament I was disappointed I read most of Handmaiden's Tale if not all of it I can't really remember and um I can't believe people were like oh come out you know forcing her to have come out with another book and she came out with that like you people wanted to know what happened with Gideon and that's what you give us okay all right but I feel like that book was you know over popular sized and under under completely underwhelmed underperformed um, same thing with some of the other books I've read in the past of these really popular hyped up books. And I was like, okay, okay. That's, that's, that's what y'all want. All right. But on the other hand, I read other books that are more dynamic or, you know, sometimes I, I like to go into classical books and there's, those are just books that people forget. They just forget that those books exist. And so, um, yeah, I, want to do dedicated episodes minis or book bites talking about um some like individual books give books their time to shine and go over like a lot of times on goodreads i do review episodes and so um i kind of want to break down those more so if you're interested in that type of thing and you know may like the type of books i like check out 
book bites. You know, you don't have to listen to full episodes. You can just be like, oh, do a web search for there, there, or Native American, um, Native American fiction, and you know, there, there. My review for there, there may may come up, and you'll be exposed to Native because anything in society is a rabbit hole. It, all it takes is your interest, the way the algorithms run with, if you watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix, <laughs> you know that any like inquiry can create a rabbit hole and change your whole algorithm. So just, you know, looking for native fiction, being exposed to or listening to my podcast and you listen to their, you know, my review of their, their, which is. A review on Native American fiction is going to bring up more people or you Google Tommy Orange uh, by the way I meant to say this there's a pod, there's a playlist on Spotify for there there and it's great because I was reading that book and he drops book names like I mean he drops song names like the fir- I think the first one he mentioned is MF Doom is, is a lot I if I was a writer, I would be like that. I would have, because music is so important to me, I would definitely do that. Do that. So I am looking forward to doing those, those book bites because I, it would give me an opportunity to completely geek out over a single book instead of trying to run down 21 books to y'all in, in 40, I think it's, a, I think I was like 44 minutes, 21 books in 44 minutes. That's talking about, about two minutes her book where I can go really in depth and talk about the girl with the loudening voice and and the uh indentured servitude in Nigeria so yeah um so that's the plan um look forward to that and that structure and I will be coming out with a I think I'm going to start the book bites if not next week then November and November is not fiction November. And so uh, if you want to do a read along with me and my crew for uh, Black Polar Readers, I believe you're reading uh, The New Jim Crow. And so I'm excited to go ahead and reread that and it's kind of refresher. Reading things in 2020 in a societal climate that is like The New Jim Crow or that is like the black cabinets are going to be or until we reckon are going to be in a different context if we even read it last year because this social unrest that we've been experiencing as a collective society is is it's really it's dynamic you know and I get excited by people challenging the status quo I'm not going to go into my uh, political, my actual political beliefs or societal beliefs any more further, but yeah. So I'm look forward to that. Um, I want to be more consistent, you know. I have to champion my social disorders. I have anxiety, I have ADD, I have social anxiety. So I have to champion. I have a challenge and champion these things and having a structured plan and having this outlet is very important if you can relate to me hit me up um if you are in the maryland area and are looking to just hang, have a book book brand 
<laughs> hit me up as well. Like I said, my goals for 2020 be- this before a pandemic was to be more social. Once I get into social environments, I'm absolutely fine. It's just getting into those social environments. You know, I'm not one of those people that like to go to the party for free, for about alone. But when I do get to the party, I am the party, okay? So, um, thank you for listening. Um, I'm just going to say, let me tell you, what I've been doing outside of cold caught doing other things, there's only two words, love, craft, country. That's it. That's my life. That and married at first sight. And um, I've also been thinking about doing um, like single episodes talking about my uh, other things that I do, like little bites of thing, other things I do, like uh, doing like a show review, like weekly episode review of like something like Lovecraft or Married at First Sight because if anybody know Miles from Married at First Sight, give him a number. <laughs> Woo! Miles from Married at First Sight does it for me in, uh, on, on several different aspects, not just physically, which I'm, I'm not somebody that's normally physically attracted to somebody. But Miles does it for me. I'm saying, whoo, if y'all know Miles, from, I'm just saying tell him is a, is a fine little filly from uh that lives in maryland that that really really you know really likes him his personality and everything like everything but those been the two things really um i haven't really been able to do anything else really um besides work community work you know um it's just been a 2020 sucks and we're going to get through it we just we we're almost to the end it's October so we only have a couple more months to get to it and hopefully 2021 brings us abundance prosperity even the end of this this year brings us happiness brings us joy brings us after the Mercury retrograde, even though I'm not, I'm a Pisces, so I'm not supposed to be affected by the Mercury retrograde. But, you know, after the retrograde, um, 2020 sucks. But, you know, we are divine, intelligent people and we can make it. And I pray for everyone, you know, out there. Um, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.